Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Touching the Past with your host, Trisha Markle. Hello, my name's Trisha Markle, and welcome to Touching the Past, a program where we explore the rich heritage of the area it's past and not too distant past. Today, my guest is someone I've had on the program several times, but it's always a pleasure to invite this busy lady to join us. I'm speaking of Nancy Tapley. Nancy has always been in the forefront of local heritage, particularly around Lake of Bays. Many will recognize her for her hard work as a counselor for Lake of Bays, or perhaps as the long-standing chair of the Lake of Bays Heritage Committee, or perhaps from one of her history talks at various organizations in the area. Today, we're not touching on one particular historical story, but taking a look at heritage in general. The definition of heritage, as we are discussing today, is, quote, valued objects and qualities such as cultural traditions, unspoiled countryside, and historic buildings, end quote. The reason we'll be discussing heritage is the need for volunteers to join the Heritage Committee in Lake of Bays. Welcome, Nancy, and let's talk heritage. What does it mean to you? Well, Trisha, thank you for having me. Um, basically, what you said is preservation of our um, things that make us unique in our past. And now, if everything's the same, every place is the same. So if you don't preserve any of your history, you don't have anything. So we have many places in the township that are cultural gems. Um, that's a Skogum, Little Norway, for example, was built uh, by the airmen in the First World War, the uh, Second World War. Um, and the way it's built, constructed, is copy of the King's Palace, Summer Palace. So who knew we had that here? So things like that are very important to preserve. And yeah, you say, you know, it is important for that. Why is it? important to people that aren't necessarily that interested in history. Like, again, if everything's exactly the same, it's like Motel 6. Uh, yo, everyone's the same. Everything's exactly the same. The room's all the same. Why travel? Why move? Why go places to visit? People come here because they like our, our nature. They like our scenery, which is all part of our history, part of our heritage. They like uh, the cottages. Um, they like the variety in them. Um, and it's important to keep that um, so that places are unique and there's some trail of that coming forward of our past. If you don't know where you're, where you're coming from, you don't really know where you're going. That's always been a favorite saying of mine is that, you, you know, if you don't know your past, you don't know where you're going sort of thing. And we never, we like to remember the past, but unfortunately, sometimes we don't learn from it. And there's so many so many things we can learn from the past. Exactly. Uh, I was recently at a, a birthday party for a lady who turned 100. And the party was held in the same house in which she was born. Um, and that house is absolutely amazing. The house is obviously older than 100 years old. It's on the lake. It's a, one of the best designs I've ever seen in a house. Way better than these things are building now that are you can't eat, you can't clean. It was spacious, it had room, it was had a, a sunroom at the front and a mudroom at the back. And 
a beautiful design. I'm thinking about to myself, wow, this design is awesome. Why don't we take from this? Instead of going on with these uh, cookie cutter places, they're so huge. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder what's happened to all the good architects in the world. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, people want bigger, bigger, bigger. That's not necessarily better, better, better. And you want to keep what worked. If that house worked for 100 years, that house worked. Um, my own place, it's worked for 100 years. Um, not as nice as theirs, but it worked. And now we're seeing these huge, unsustainable things on the lake. I don't know where it's going. Where you want to look at what you had, what worked in the past. Yeah, that's always been my uh, my thing. Is that I can't believe that these are actually cottages. To me, a cottage is a little cabin where you you don't yell at the kids if they run in in a swimsuit and get sand on the yeah. floor. But I mean, life has changed so much, and uh, you've yeah. been you've been out on Lake of Bays, and you have witnessed the changes because. Uh, Bondi's been around for a long time. Yeah, we're seeing more and more um, pressure. I mean, people move up and they want to live here. Fine. They don't want to live in a summer cottage. They want something they can live in year round. But that should be sustainable, comfortable, um, easy on the environment. We're seeing so much, um, so much build that's intruding on the environment. And our, we have to share this heritage with animals. We have to share it with the uh, what came before us. We have to preserve our past as best we can. The First Nations that were here did amazing things. They managed to live with it for years, centuries, without impacting it the way we have in just a few short years. So what, what are we going to sum it up? What are we going to lose if we don't protect it? A huge amount. Um, like, as, again, I come back to, if everything's the same, why are you going anywhere? Um, you come here. Why do you come here? Why do people come? They come for the unique heritage experience. The Muskoka lakes, vistas, infrastructure, but they want that sense of being a community. They want that sense of different. They come to Lake of Bays often because we have some of the strictest shoreline regulations in the district. They get tired of being on Muskoka Lake. It's all cottage, cottage, cottage. The lakes lined with them. They like to come up here and see a shoreline. If you lose that, you lose the whole point of anyone coming here. Well, <clears throat> we sort of covered the, the countryside part of it. Um, so what does the Lake of Bays have in the way of, say, historical buildings and things that we We've, need we have to repair? Uh, more more uh, places than we got an award for this from uh, Curly, Mr. Curley at the um, presidential place. We have designated more people, more places than Huntsville, believe it or not. Um, cottages that were built a long time ago, unique uh, characteristics in them, unique back features in them. Um, we are preserving those as best we can. We have cottages that have a unique uh, staircase, for example, that have a one single piece of tree with tree trunk. The staircase is carved out of that tree trunk coming down. So things like that that are unique and they don't do nowadays. Uh, we preserve those. We're preserving uh, places like um, cottage uh, that was built, Sunset Cottage. It was built with, when the sun at the equinox, sunrise and sunset, is directly through the cottage. Um, it was also built by the same people that did the stonework on Big Win. You can see the unique stonework um, on the fireplaces. They're very different. 
very unique and very fascinating to look at. Um, so we're preserving these man-made structures that represent how they did it before. Yeah, this uh, very, I mean, if somebody wants a fireplace now, there's very few stonemasons around because it's not really. It's a lost art. It is. It's, and we're, we are losing a lot of the arts, which leads into this cultural part people, of it. People are fascinated because we did a Doris Open way before COVID. A Doors Open event, um, you can go into these several houses on a tour and look around the houses. Uh, it was so popular, we couldn't keep up with it. People loved to see the old, the old places and how they were built. And um, it's like Downton Abbey. Everyone wants to go and see how they live. Uh, but <laughs> these are real people. They want to see inside that lovely house they've been driving past forever. Um, they want to see what's in it. want to see how they built it. Uh, some of them are absolutely fascinating. There's a beauty there that we don't see in today's, well, modern. I shouldn't say that because some of the modern buildings are beautiful, yeah, but it's not sure. the same kind of beauty as They're a, more an organic. age gone by. Those are houses are, how do you say it, more organic in their surroundings. Like they grew from the earth um, rather than being placed on the earth. Um, they've got fascinating details. There's one uh, way back on a, one of our lakes that's um, no hydro, no water. Well, they got around that. They have a, a tank, big tank. They lift it up to the roof level. So the tank was flowing water, the cottage. Good old system. Good old system. Yeah. It doesn't work in winter. Might work this winter. but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're just going to take a short break right now, and we'll be back in just a few moments. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Touching the Past with your host, Trisha Markle. Welcome back. I've been talking to Nancy Tapley about heritage in general. Let's now talk about the ways we can help protect, keep, help protect it and keep it alive. Nancy on the Heritage Committee. First of all, maybe what is a Heritage Committee? Well, we're the advisory committee for the township, which means we look at proposals for designation and preservation, and we advise council, and council then votes yes or no. We, have, um, we do a great deal of things, a lot of different things, to promote and conserve our heritage. Uh, we have done, um, like we do, uh, uh, we've done plaques, historic plaques, in Dwight and Dorset and Baysville. We're doing one this spring in Dwight. We did the Portage Flyer plaques at um, the Portage, South Portage, working with the Ontario government. We did a First Nations plaque in Dorset, working with the Anishinaabe and the Haudenosaunee and the government. Um, and we did doors open, like I say. Uh, we're presently, we're, our main focus is on buildings. How, which buildings are worth preserving and why? And when we do that, we offer a designation that gives a tax relief program to the owner, 40% off their taxes across the board, which is fairly significant. It is when you yeah. want to preserve, you have uh, put in windows similar to the ones that were there and this type of thing. I mean, thing. there's a cost of preserving these buildings so that's recognized through this tax relief program. Um, it does not mean some people shy away because they think, oh, if it's designated, we can't do anything. No, that's not true. Um, 
We have buildings that we recognize you're going to have to redo the foundation or redo the roof. You can do that. You can put in electricity. You can do a lot of things under the designation. As long as you preserve unique features. Well, that's the same with um, at the village. We were always in a quandary about how um, we should re-roof some of the buildings. Uh, they'd always been shake shingles, which had been dipped in creosote. Well, you're not allowed to use that now. So when we put shake shingles on, they lasted maybe all six, seven years. So we went to shakes with the philosophy that if they had been available to a pioneer person building that house, they would have used them and they would have improved <sighs> their house as to what was available to them exactly. at the time. And this, is this, this sort of falls under that designation that you, yes, you can make improvements. Yes. Within, you're not going to tear the whole veranda off and put a, I don't know, a greenhouse around it or something. No. You have to keep the heritage look, um, but you can do all sorts of things. Like you say, um, they have to be livable. If they're not usable and they're not sustainable and livable, they're not going to last. People will tear them down because they can't live in them. So there's a lot you can do under designation that people don't realize. We're also working on walking guides. We've done uh, heritage walking tours of Baysville, Dorset, and Dwight. They're free. Can I uh, butt in? Where are these available? On the township website under heritage. And also you can pick up a print copy from the libraries and many local stores. Excellent. Um, uh, Along that line, we're working on a If These Stones Could Talk project that's uh, looking at the cemeteries. Uh, researching the settlers' families. So you can pick up a, one of these. Uh, Baysville's got one done. We're working on uh, some other places now. Uh, Paint Lake Cemetery, for one. And you can pick it up and walk around the cemetery and learn about who's down there. <laughs> I, I love to do that. I mean, it, I know. It, sounds, it sounds a little ghoulish at times, but if I visit a place, I like to go and just wander through the cemetery because quite often you get a hint of the history of where you are. Yes. You know that when, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of date, same dates on the, the stones. Well, maybe that was the Spanish flu. Look at the dates. and oh, The ages. And the so ages. So many children. The, yeah. And then, the, then they brought in vaccines and suddenly no graves. Yeah. It really, you can really tell what's happening in the past from looking through. And I love the name that you have for that program. So there's so much. Interesting stuff about characters. Um, we've also done, um, the plaques are interesting because you have to do the research. We need someone on the committee who will do the research and background material before we put in an application because they're very, very complicated and expensive. Um, but they're fascinating to research. Uh, the Anishinaabe plaque, the uh, First Nations plaque, we did at Dorset. Yeah, we were working closely with the First Nations of Arama. And um, how much we learned about Lake of Bays, it doesn't all go on the plaque because you only have a short amount of, but there's a backgrounder that goes with it. You can access the backgrounder from the province. Um, so it's really fascinating. People say, well, what? what's the joke about in 1865 on this very site, nothing happened? Well, yes, it did. It really did. We had people on the Lake of Bays. We had opera singers. We had one at, down by Port Cunningham. He used to go up every evening on the hill and belt out an aria over the water. 
People came by canoe, lined up the lake to listen to her. She was an Italian opera singer, lovely. But who knew? Um, there was a moonshiner. Uh, when the moonshiner, when the revenuers came to town, he took all his stuff and tied his still together and took his alcohol, alcohol and threw it in the swamp. But the, his rope was rotten. So it's apparently still down there. Um, things like that, really quite funny and touching. Well, the stories behind the stories, that, you know, the, the little things that you don't see in history books. And I've always said this about families, right? All these little stories down. You don't have to be a great writer, but just get it on paper because future generations are just going to love this. And it brings the past to in, life. To life. And these great grandpa that you never knew suddenly becomes an actual person. Yeah. And when you're researching the houses, the designations, there's something, why did they build it like that? So there's a story behind why they did that. There's a place on Lake of Bays that has a fireplace built out entirely from quartz. Oh my, that would be spectacular. It is. Why did they do that? So you find out something about the people. Yeah. So, and lots of times the story is very simple. It was what was there. They were able to use something to build it um, because it was there. So anyway, we've been talking about now, is, is a heritage committee um, the municipality's choice or is this something mandated by the Ontario government? No, it's a choice. You don't have to have one. You're encouraged to have one very strongly. But um, for example, we are the only municipality in the district that offers the tax rebate. I think that's wonderful. They've talked about it in this area, in Huntsville for a long but, time. Yeah, our committee is very, very casual. We meet every second month uh, for two hours from two to four. We're very laid back. We don't strictly abide by Robertson's rules. Now, Nancy, if you're on it, I know that it's <laughs> going to be very laid back. <laughs> it is very laid back. We bring snacks. <laughs> but um, the thing is, you can get a lot accomplished with just, chats and informal meetings. There's so this ideally the people on the committee have a project that they're that they love and they carry forward. So they go and work on it and they bring it back and say, update, here's what's happening. Um, um, and then we go another month and they keep working on it and it goes on like that. You don't you're not forced to work on any projects. Uh, they're the ones you like and or the direction communal, how what do we feel about what do we feel about doing this booklet? What do we feel about a walking tour here? Uh, how do we feel about this building? Um, so it's quite easy. Um, every second month, like I say, it's six six uh, meetings a year, and for you have a one year t uh, you have a one council term. So every time council changes, all the committees are dissolved, and we have to reapply to be on the committees. So do you have any members now or are you looking to start with the Yes, we have election? some. We have some, but we're always looking for more. Well, I, that's that's it. We're, there's never enough volunteers for no, everything I, we want to do. I know it's a lot, big time commitment, but we, yeah, we do a hybrid. So it doesn't matter as much you're there. You could be elsewhere and come in a hybrid setting with a Zoom meeting as well as in person. And are you, do you have to live and be part of Lake Abase? Ideally, be? yes. Okay. Ideally, because you know more. That's right. You're right there. So yeah. that seems a, an well, obvious answer to Also, you're closer to, to do research. 
then uh, if you're living somewhere, live, 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 have lived and grown up somewhere else, you're going to find it a little harder. But I don't think we throw anybody out of the, off the bus because they're not from the area. No, because there's people that just have a yeah, love of a history. Passion. Yeah. Yep, they just want to know what's happening. So what areas of uh, can people go to to get research in Lake of Bays? Oh, they have a, on the township website, they have a, a section on heritage that shows all our designating buildings on all our uh, walking tours and our, it's all the history of the, they have a lot of detail on the committee. Okay. Well, I think the, to finish up, perhaps you can give an address or, um, well, just contact the Lake of Bays, um, seven, eight, oh no, seven, oh, five, seven, uh, six, three, five. You're probably the other end of it that you never get to call yeah, it that I, often. I don't usually call no. it. Is um, there a website for Lake of Bays? Touch of Lake of Bays, yeah, .on.ca. There you go. So anybody listening that has any kind of interest in heritage or research, um, please get in touch because I'm sure the Lake of Bays Heritage Committee would love to have you on board. So... Thank you so much, Nancy. Once again, you've given of your time and we really do appreciate it. Thank you. So if you would like to listen to past programs or go to podcasts on Hunters Bay Radio 88.7. So until next time, thanks for listening to Touching the Past.